four, three. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name is Brent. I'm your host, and with me today... I keep hearing myself, and it's driving me crazy, man. I don't know what it is, but I can, I'll can. i live through. Uh, my name is Brent, and I'm your host. This show, we rate, review, and talk about RPGs. And with me today, I have Nick. He likes it when Hector calls him Daddy Gantner. What's up, Brest? How's it going? Uh, well, I mean, that's, they're perky today, so what can you do? Jim, what do you, what do you got? What do you got? Alright, well, uh, if you haven't guessed already today, fellas, it is review time. We're talking some Fire Emblem. That's right, Fire Emblem. I have some notes here. This is uh, Fire Emblem, aka Blazing Blade, aka Reckon No Ken, released in 2003 on the GBA by Intelligent Systems. It was, it's the seventh in the series, but it's the first one we got. Actually, due to the popularity of like Roy and Marth on Smash Brothers and the runaway success of Advance Wars, so they're like, let's bring number seven because it was the I guess the way I understand it because I haven't played any of the ones before this, it was like a good standalone story. Like it didn't have a lot of uh, other than it being a prequel to another one, it didn't have a lot of ties where you had to play other games to understand what was happening. If I if I read that right, so you look confused. I mean, confuse you. No, it's all good. Because I mean, we could have got uh, what's the one after this one? The Sacred Stones. We did get that one. Yes, but we could have got that one first. Is what I'm saying. Like we got this one first. Whatever. I mean, we could also got the fucking prequel uh, to this one as well. That would have been cool. I guess. I mean, hey, it is because like it, is. it actually features Roy, the character who's popular in Smash Bros. Well, no, this is the prequel to that game because Roy is. Oh, that's right. That's right. I meant the Elliewood's son. Called. So, um, yeah, no, well, it is what it is. Uh, so Fire Emblem, man. Uh, if you're new here, what we tend to do is we break this into a few categories. We get gameplay, uh, story, visuals, music overall experience and replayability uh, and we'll answer a few questions and we'll wrap it up but we give each of those segments a score one through five we do a lot of half scores because Nick fucked it up way early on and that's that's life when Nick does things like that he, he likes to he likes to mess things up a little bit I just do what I want that's this is true this is true uh, so gameplay 
let's uh we tend to look at a few aspects of this but there's there's no overall exploration there's no real exploration of any kind except for the limited uh make sure you visit all the houses in a battle screen if you want to consider that exploration i don't so um but the 90 percent of the gameplay is is just in well i guess you could say all of it i don't think you really have any choices other than character progression outside of the battle system but you could put that in the battle system i guess but it's a grid shopping yeah yeah it's a a grid-based strategy rpg uh you know you take your characters you move them around you attack uh you, you, you win some. set when somebody dies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game is uh, infamous or famous for permadeath and its, and its difficulty because it is a rather... Uh, it can be a brutal game, for sure. Uh, it's uh, And a lot of that comes from a few factors, really. Um, I think it, it has a genuine difficulty, but a lot of people like to point the blame at its, its RNG system. Where you know uh, you go into a combat, you get these little statistics, like you have a certain percentage of hitting and damage and crit chance, and it it seems I don't know where the numbers on the screen come from, but they are in no way indicative of what actually happens when you hit a command, uh, because there's a, if the enemy has anything higher than a ten percent chance to crit you, you're getting fucked. That just if seems I like the way it's correctly. I think the way that they use and dispose of the RNG is it takes three numbers out of the RNG roll. It the first two it uses uh like a combination it combines them. Uh, or like it adds them and divides them by two, and if that number is lower, I think, than your your hit percentage, you hit. If it's higher than you miss. And the third number is there, uh if it's lower than your crit percentage chance, then you actually do a crit. Okay good to know yeah i mean it really doesn't help unless you want to like abuse the rng which it's possible by uh taking a character that has unimpeded movement and moving in such a way uh, i think it's like up right right and depending on which way the arrow moves uh, if it goes up or right or whatever the fuck it is uh, it'll tell you if it's a high or low number on the rng that's coming up Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it's like unless you want to spend a lot of time, like notating, because you have to essentially keep track. A, uh, yeah, keep track of it. Like do it a lot. Write the numbers down, whether it's high or low, and then kind of keep that pattern in. Because every time you move, it burns a number. Every time you attack, it burns a three or whatever. Mm-hmm. You level up, and it burns what ten stats you get. Yep. So. I tried it once. I think I got like chapter five in Lin's mode, like writing every fucking down, trying to make sure I get the best level up for every character I could. And then I was like, this is taking like 20 hours and it's not worth my time. I'd rather just game shark max dad. Yeah. Or something. yeah. Um, and the only reason people are after things like that is because that the uh, RNG also applies to character level up. So when your character levels up, like, uh, sometimes they can get a bunch of stats. Sometimes you'll get one point in hit points. and It's just that most of the time you get one point in hit points. Yeah. Or your, your melee character gets fucking, 
resistance and you're like, hey, that's cool, but I actually would prefer strength or speed or skill or you know, maybe it's some defense, anything. And this nice. this is a point of contention for a lot of people in Fire Emblem, these random stat ups. But for me, uh I mean, don't get me wrong, it, it sucks like when you have a character that you like a lot and they just keep getting shitty gains and you, you know you gotta drop the character now. Like you can't keep dropping uh, giving them experience because you're wasting it because there is a limited amount of experience points in the game unless you're abusing uh, the arena um, which is really hard to do unless you're save scumming on an emulator which you can do the old way and you just keep going in and backing out and really playing it safe and it just takes forever um, so you're how it works for me is you end up with characters that you've never used before like for instance this time for me um what's the what's her name the first pegasus knight you get the one that's real timid um florina florina got just a ton of amazing stat ups early and she was a fucking behemoth for me this game and i have never had a pegasus knight be that kind of boss for me, they're they're you know sometimes you get the status right where they're they can do some damage, but you really gotta kind of get in and out because their HP's low and it only takes like one shot from a good unit to fuck them up. Not Florina, mm-hmm. no sir. She was she was blowing shit up because both both of my knight units, uh, Sane and uh, what's the other fucker's name? Kent. Kent. Both of them shitty, shitty, just the worst. Like, I didn't have a good knight character or a cavalier character at all. Like, I was so just like, ugh, who do I promote? Because they're all just garbage. And that's never happened to me before, because normally you can count on at least one of them early on, like, getting some good stat increases and being a a little um, damage house for you for a while, right? Not this playthrough for me. So... Then I also got really lucky on uh, Matthew's stat-ups. Like, every time he leveled up, it was just like agility, 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 agility. Dude was... A, it was amazing. I loved it. Well, that, that's his high, highest percentage, so it should be expected from, from Matthew. Yeah, but I mean every level up he gained agility. Like, it was... He didn't have any just gain hit points. It was amazing. It was just the coolest. So Nice. Um... Do you actually use any archer characters this game, or did you do the right thing and never not even touch them at all? No, I didn't really, because I mean, the if you're looking for range, your magic users tend to be superior. If you're looking for two square damage, and it's just rangers, they, they don't, and their promotes are kind of shitty too. So yeah. it they just end up being a waste of um, XP. So didn't really use any. Okay, but uh, th- that's sort of. Another just a facet of this gameplay is, uh, it it is a learn adapt. Like there's a lot of just there's a lot of strategy goes into a Fire Emblem game, especially this one. I feel like uh, there's not a lot of just just do it and get from point. You gotta think a lot. There's also a lot of getting halfway through a chapter, realizing that enemy reinforcements show up and wipe out your rear guard, and you have to be like, okay, well. Now that I know that happens, I will have to start the chapter ever fucking. But there's only my... there's only thirty something chapters. Like it's not if you if you beat each chapter the first time, there's not the game's not very long. So I don't think it's really a problem have to do some of the chapters, you know, once or twice. 
you know, twice or three times, I mean. Because there's only so many I chapters. Guess, yeah. And, I mean, you unlock uh, Hector's path when you beat Ellie Woods, and you do Hector, and then you can do hard modes and all these things. Like, there's additional things to do that can draw out um, the length of the game. And when you talk about it, this is a Game Boy Advance game that you could easily invest 60-plus hours in. No, yeah. No sweat. I so. must have put in over two hundred over the course of its release oh, time. Yeah, no, and over the course of me owning it, I've put well over, at over a hundred at least, without a without a, a bat of the eye. And this time, I I cruised it, man. I was I was done with this game so fast. That's mostly because I just I just it, my game time is. It it's kind of kind of lies because if you restart you know that doesn't really accumulate so i don't i don't the clock and the thing's like 40 hours but i don't know i don't know how long i actually spent on it but i i just dove i just dove head first into it this time i was playing the shit out of it okay so um character progression like we said you level up by attacking and defending and you gain experience points and all these things uh and when they reach at least level 10 you can promote them to an advanced unit, but you want to get them to a you know, 20, preferably, before you promote them for a couple of reasons. Um, primarily because once you promote them, uh, they gain experience at a lesser rate unless they're in fighting advanced units. So about the time you can start promoting them, if you promote them and then start attacking with them, you're wasting experience because they're only going to get one or two points of experience when they could otherwise be getting 20 to 40 or whatever it is. And you get additional stat-ups, right? So if you promote at level 10, then your max number of stat-ups is theoretically 30. If you go all the way to 20, then you have 40 potential stat-ups in a character's lifespan. So that's just a thing to consider. That's a little tip. Uh... But yeah, I mean that's there's there's a lot of different types of units, not not like a supreme number of units, but there's there's a lot, and a lot of promotions you have you know options and that kind of thing. So, what are some uh, things about the gameplay that work for you, Nick? Um, I like the rock paper scissors system they use for combat. And that is swords beat axes, axes beat lances, lances beat swords, and then also uh, anima beats light, light beats dark, dark beats anima, I think. Mm. Or I might have that backwards. I don't know. The magic triangle, I always have to I always have to cycle through it. I never remember that one off the top of my head. It is I mean it's it is a triangle, so you just do the if if you're if your anima is weak against the dark, then you're like, okay, obviously yeah, because I think it's anima's Good against the light, light is against the dark, and the dark is against, good against the anima. I think so, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Thematically, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, I also like how certain uh, classes are advantageous and also disadvantageous to others. Uh, like, if you're using uh, a bow, it's going to be good against fires, uh, whereas fires are good against uh, mage un- units typically because they have a higher chance of getting more resistance when they level up. Uh, and they can also fly around. They're unimpeded by terrain, and they can just kind of go quickly to the enemy's back ranks. Um, I like the recruitment process for a lot of the units. 
uh, unlike most games where a character just joins your party. Uh, this Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem games, you can have characters uh, who have relationships meet and interact on the battlefield, and they will typically swap sides. Uh, generally, though, it's mainly like a lore character being like, hey, uh, you don't seem too bad, or you look like you're not supposed to be here. Why don't you fight for us? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. In a lot I'd of like those cases, too. Anyway. In a lot of those cases, too, there's, like, the Lord unit plus another one you can talk to him with. So it's either, like, this guy over this random character who you may or may not have in your party for this combat, or the Lord. So I think most of them, you know, have the option of talking to the Lord other than, uh, like, whatever their actual connected unit is or whatever you would think it is. Yeah. I guess that's because you can have those other characters die. And you would still be able to use the Lord character to do any recruitment, if possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, kind of tying into death, and so it's kind of marrying gameplay and plot. I had because I never let anybody die, but I did recently find out that dialogue in the game changes a lot if you have certain characters that are dead when you get to certain points. A uh, big example would be if Matthew dies before you find Lila's corpse on the island. Instead of uh, Matthew and Hector or talking and being like, oh, and Matthew's like, I was going to marry her. Uh, Hector's like, I'll make sure to bury you next to Matthew uh, back in Ostia and shit. And I was mm. like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I've never let characters die either. So that's, that's kind of depressing. Like, that would make me even, like, restart the game, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> hmm. Way to make me feel bad. Yeah. And I'd like to point out on the weapon triangle, it's also cool that you have certain weapons that reverse the triangle. Yes. So um, that that triangle isn't a static thing. It's it's rather dynamic and a big part of your strategy. Which, when a lot of these games, you end up with say like either any sort of X beats O, O beats triangle, triangle beats X sort of thing. A lot of times, they can end up being real stagnant and just a thing you ha- you look at um, or consider or eventually ignore. And in Fire Emblem, especially these early ones, it's really important it's integral to a lot of your strategy so do it well, speaking of weapons uh i also also like that uh there are weight to weapons mm-hmm. so you can't just always shove the best weapons on characters because you have to make sure that it's not too heavy for their constitution stat uh it's typically like your uh, quicker characters like Mervidon and swordmasters will have slightly weaker weapons but that's only to enable them to attack twice. Uh, and you can give them stronger weapons, but if their constitution doesn't warrant, uh, like, match the kind of weight of the weapon, then it essentially makes them only attack once. Which, yeah. Or I guess it gives them a, a debuff to their speed value. I guess and, depending on how bad it is. It, that's why uh, one of my primary tips for Fire Emblem is don't... Obviously, you never want to have only one weapon on a character, but you always want to cycle through all your choices. Like, just don't go straight for the steel sword and assume that's going to do the most damage for you because um, you just got it in shiny and you put it on this dude. Um, I always say, like, look at the steel, look at the iron, because sometimes, like, when you're getting through those into those new um, stuff, even your more powerful characters, they haven't leveled up right, their constitution stats not right, and you might get, you might be looking at a two times sixteen with a hundred percent hit chance on the iron versus a uh, one hit for 18 at a 93% hit chance on the steel. Like, why wouldn't you attack with the iron? 
You know, there's you you need to look, pay attention to what you got, and that's that'll help you be successful, especially in some of the uh, the harder stretches of the game. So exactly, and that that to me is fantastic. <laughs> like I just, uh, I love having to pay attention to all that. I love that just the minute you get steel weaponry, your iron weaponry, or your slim, or all these other things just don't become obsolete. Like you're not immediately replacing stuff when you start getting new stuff which I think is ballin'. Believe it or not, I tend to only use iron weapons in the game unless, like, maybe I'll stick, like, a silver on somebody if I need like that. Like, you get in those situations where, like, your iron will do, like, 10-10, but the enemy's got 21 HP, you're like, fuck. Mm -hmm. So you switch over to, like, a silver, or I guess even, uh, I guess a better example would be, like, an enemy's got, like, 14 HP left, you can chunk them for 10 with the iron, but you can chunk it for 16 or something with the silver. You're like, ah, all right, I'll, I'll gotta use the silver. Yeah. But you don't wanna... I don't know if I play it right, but I typically... I guess it's a carryover from all my RPG gaming. Uh, don't use my best shit unless I absolutely have to. Well, yeah, yeah, so, and that's that's a big deal with your named weapons, for sure, because they have a limited durability. That's it. Um, so, uh, I mean, while steel can be replaced and so can iron, I always always go to the ones that I know I can buy at a shop, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if I can replace it, I'm going to use that 90% of the time, and I'm going to save the special one for when I know a character is going to end up in a spot where they may die. So I'll equip them with the special one. That way, when they get attacked, they just kill the thing that attacks them before they can get fucked up. But that's a, that's a double-edged sword, too, though, because let's say uh, a character is blocking a path, and you give them something that will just start one-shotting dudes. The You're, enemy goes first, so they'll hit you, more than likely, or sometimes you get lucky and they don't. Mm -hmm. You chunk them, kill them, and then you just get like this fucking wave coming Enemy your enemy. Yes, it. you're opening up paths, but statistically, your your named weapons, especially for your lords, they have a much higher uh, avoid chance wearing those weapons yeah. than they do um, with. So it just depends on the situation. It's everything situational in Fire Emblem, almost to the to the mark. Like there's never one thing that you're going to do repeatedly that works for you uh, in every map, in every every comp, in every situation. I just don't think there's a a one true um, stat other than turtling in a corner and trying to bring them in unit at a time. I think that's I mean, I don't think there's anything that really um, is a tried and true. Especially yeah. if you're trying to get strategy uh, I can't remember how to say this word. Your strategy rating, ranking up? Yes. Yeah. Because when you beat the game, you get these these ratings, or they're available. They might actually be available in your statistician status page throughout the game. I don't know. I never really checked. Um, but uh, you get these ratings, and the longer a map takes, the lower your strategy rating. That way, if you're if you're abusing the arena, your strategy rating is going to go down a lot, mm -hmm. very fast. So um, that's just you buy the thing. too much shit, your fun rating goes down. You use too many weapons, your fun rating goes down. Mm -hmm. You have too many people die, your rating goes down. And apparently on Hector Hard Mode, if you do some of the guiding chapters, it's it makes like you don't get rewarded for them, and they just plummet your score if that's what you're if that's what you care about. I never care about the score, but some of those Hector Hard Mode chapters are they're brutal, man. Oh my gosh. So, but uh, things that don't work for you in uh, Fire Emblem gameplay. Uh, permadeath and random fucking stat ups. 
Again, I don't have a problem with either of them, mostly, because I'm careful on the permadeath thing. Yeah, it sucks when uh, something comes out of nowhere and just one-shots one of your dudes. I I can see that as being like a big detractor and in, in quote-unquote fun value, but it, realistically, I can't think of any maps I've ever had to play more than three times, um, really. You know, it's live, learn, adapt kind of thing. So I don't... Uh, doesn't bother I don't me. understand it's a facet of the game, mm-hmm. but the amount of times I've gotten like all the way to the end of the map and I'm like, mm, this character's a little underleveled. I want them to get the last hit on this boss. They have a 95% hit chance. The enemy's got like a fucking three and a 1% crit chance. They'll be okay. Miss. Crit. Oh, I guess I'm doing this whole fucking map over again. This is wonderful. Love it. No, I can see it being a detractor. I didn't have any of that experience this time, so, you know, I let it go. Um, Things that don't work for me is uh, I don't like... All right, so I don't necessarily want there to be grinding, but I don't feel like there is enough spare experience. I don't like feeling like... um, getting a few level ups on a character and then abandoning that character because the skill ups were bad or whatever I always feel like that is seriously detracted from my overall team's value when I have to ditch a unit that's gained a few levels and I also don't like uh, how how do I put this when they give you advanced units early on, like, you just need to strip them of all their shit and take them out of your party. I feel like that's a trap, and I don't think that it's intuitive, and I think it keeps people away from this game. The Jagan characters? Like, Marcus and shit? Yeah, like, any any advanced character that comes promoted, like, the first thing you need to do, um, until, like, late game, is just like, Marcus in particular, strip the shit off of him, and, uh don't use him take him out of your party because you are going to gimp yourself with experience by letting him do anything on a battlefield i just use him as a meat shield even then like because he's he's going to kill them and that's taking no, experience off not them. if you oh. take all their, his shit off of him you just nah, yeah, i guess you just him. use him as a block yeah that's how i level up rebecca typically at the beginning of the game mm, again i don't know i just i always strip him of everything and drop him like i'm not I, I just I think it's it's a trap and I don't think that it's uh I don't think it's cool. It is a trap. There are there's always that character in the game that's trapped. The only one that was I think any maybe Seth in Sacred Stones. Yeah. But even then you don't want to use them right away. It's true. It's true. Alright, um do you I have any... think of one more thing that I dislike about the gameplay, and that's it. because it was an addition on the later games, and I found myself missing it so fucking bad in this one. And it's the ability to see the enemy's uh attack ranges without having ah, them go yeah. on each every fucking one being like, click, okay, this guy can move here. To toggle uh, in that, that red that red grid outline or whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever it is. That's 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 sorely missing. Um, and is a useful tool. Like it's because it's not like it's giving you information that's unavailable. It's just making yeah. it easier for you to get it without having to cycle through every every character. You dig? Yeah. So, um, I don't think I have anything else in gameplay. Do you? Um, I do not. 
So I think that let's go ahead and score it. What are you going to give gameplay, Nick? I think I'm going to give it a five. A five? I'm with you. I've played Fire Emblem so much. This is a all-time favorite of mine. It's, you know, uh, I, I said it was funny when I broke the Game Boy back out, you know, for this. It was the, the game that had been sitting in the Game Boy Advance since I packed it away uh, years ago. So I, I played a lot of Fire Emblem. I, I love this game. Five, gameplay. There's also a little thing that's mostly relevant, especially nowadays, and that is the uh, PvP you can partake in if you have somebody else that has a link cable but uh good luck doing that ever fucking again i got a link cable you got a you got a game boy advance we can we yes. can pvp some firewall you down probably not anytime soon though oh okay all right uh that's the score first musical break is mine i i'm a theme guy you guys know me if I if the theme's any good, I'm gonna choose it, and I did here. It's the main theme. It's an army on the march. Uh, it's got a it's got a certain level of fanfare to it that I really enjoy. Um, while the game is is brutal and kind of dark, like the theme is not. It's uh, very uh, adventurous. It's very positive, and we're gonna listen to that now. Next up, we have plot. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Nick moving around and smashing his uh, his keyboard full style. This is what happens when you get a, get the fucking good mic. I'm right. sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, but for real, uh, plot time. Take it away, Nick. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess there's there's three different, I guess, game modes. You got lens mode, which is technically the prologue, which you have to play the first time you start up the game. Uh, and then normal progression is to Elliewood's mode. Um, and then, as we, as Brent said earlier, if you beat it, uh, the game one time, you get to play it Hector's mode. Um, there's only a slight difference in point of view between Elliewood and Hector's modes, um, because obviously you're going through one game as Elliewood, the other one as Hector. Uh, Hector does get an extra chapter or two, I believe, and then two extra characters, uh, Carla and I think Farina is her name. Um, other than that, uh, for Lynn's mode, it's essentially uh, her kind of uh, going to meet her grandfather uh, when she finds out that she's actually like a uh, nobility, uh, and her kind of adventure getting there and uh, becoming 
nobility, I guess, is essentially it. Um, the actual real plot meat of the game is uh, Elliot is looking for his father, who is the uh, Lord of... Uh, fuck, I can't remember where the hell he's from. Anyway, I said this is... Um, looking for his dad. Uh, kind of gets caught up being harassed by bandits. Hector hears about all this stuff, goes down to help him out. Um, they kind of get word that his dad was working uh, with some other lords to kind of betray everybody else in the Alliance. Elowood's like, I don't really believe that. That's investigating. They find out some kind of ties to this group called the Black Fang. Uh, they go to this island where they find his dad and also meet Nurgle. Um, I believe... I think you see Norgo there, right? I was it just Neferia or the fucking? Yeah, I don't cat? think you. I don't think you actually run into Nurgle, uh until much later. Because I think you're okay. dealing with his uh, his little lieutenant. Stella, where the fuck yeah. is? Okay, yeah, because uh... yeah, Limstella. Yeah, um, she's there. She takes uh, Elwood's dad's quintessence. Mm-hmm. Which is this life force type thing? I believe is the is the what quintessence is because mm. because they're that's why they're uh, they're trying to foster this this war right is because the the deaths that take place in war enables them to capture that quintessence as it leaves people's bodies. Yes, and you actually do see Norgo there because he, he's the one that takes the Tessens out and tries to give it to okay. Minion, okay. and she summons a dragon from some portal, but uh, Nils stops her, and the dragon kind of goes, uh, like it's destroyed because it's like halfway in the portal, and it just kind of closes on it, kills it. Uh, the one of Nurgle's morphs is also there, Ephidel, he dies in the process. Uh, Otherworld's dad dies, and everybody kind of goes, all right, I guess we're going to go stop these dudes from destroying the world. Um, you go back to see Hector's brother. He uh, tells you to go see this great sage who lives in the desert. Uh, so you go meet Arch Sage Athos. Um, he tells you that you're going to need to get these like legendary weapons. So you all go. Uh, to get the legendary weapons, and it's like uh, Durandal, Armads, and Soulcaddy. And, and these are uh, the original part of the original group of adventurers that fought against the dragons in the Great Dragon War that we get part of the little prologue intro video. Correct? I believe so. It was like a century ago or some shit. Yeah. There, maybe millennium. Lenny, what the fuck? But essentially, a long, long time before the game takes place, there's this whole war between dragons and humans where uh, they uh, banish like dragons from this plane or whatever. So that's a that's a key detail. And along the way <clears throat> to stopping Nurgle, like you run into all the leaders of the Black Fang. And uh, in particular, Brendan Reed, who used to be the old leader before Nurgle kind of wrested control of the whole organization. Um, you fight his kids, 
And the interesting thing is, depending on, I believe it's whether or not your lords have all reached collectively level 50 or not, you fight one if you have, and then you fight the other if you haven't. Um, and then you get the whole, oh, you guys aren't actually that bad. Well, I'll help you out, but I'm not going to actually join your fucking army kind of thing. And then Limpstella comes in and kills whoever you were talking to, and the other brother finds him dead, blames it on you, and so they kind of have this vengeance thing going against you. Uh, but you essentially kill everybody on your way to getting uh, to Nurgle. Um, you also find along the way that Nils and Ninian are ice dragons. Um, and at one point, uh, Nurgle kidnaps Ninian and like uh, forces her to become a dragon and like wipe and that like erases her memories. But some part of her still is in love with Elliewood and recognizes him when they meet again. But he's like, "Oh fuck, a dragon!" Kills her, and then Nurgle like rubs it in his face. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty brutal. It's it's savage shit, really. Uh, and then kind of at that point, everybody's like, oh, fuck, shit's, what do we do? Um, and then Athos tells everybody that he and Nurgle used to be, like, best buds. They were in this hidden village uh, where they learned uh, all kinds of magic and where humans and dragons lived in peace and all kinds of fun shit. Uh, but Nurgle learned how to control quintessence there, and it fucked him up, uh, made him evil. And so, like, oh, okay, we really gotta go kill um, so you go to the Dread Isle, Mimsela tries to stop you, you kill her, and then you kind of have your showdown with Nurgle, and, and he, being the master of quintessence, uh, accumulates all of the quintessence from his best warriors that he's killed, so you fight, uh, like, Brendan Reed, you fight Lloyd and Linus again, uh, you fight a lot of dudes, and they all have really fucking strong equipment. It's, it's, it's uh... Revisit Boss Hallway 2.0, essentially. The cool thing is, like, most of the weapons, when you kill the dude, you can get that weapon. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, you can have your regular character have really good weapons as opposed to just having your Lord characters with the fucking strong ass weapons. Oh, yeah. No, everybody comes. It's beast mode, mode at that point. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's the shit has gotten real. Hardcore real. So. Um, and then you kill Nurgle. But he's like, uh, I'm not ready to die yet or whatever. And so he summons some fire dragons. Um, the, oh, there's a Bramamond. There's a, like a, one of the guys that used to fight with Athos way back in the old war who was in charge of watching the legendary weapons and keeping them safe shows up. Uh, he revives Ninian who kills two of the dragons and wounds the third one, and then you'll, your party has to collectively kill the last dragon. Um, Athos dies at that point, um, but not before like spewing out a prophecy, uh, which kind of leads into the game with uh, Roy Blazingblade. Mm -hmm. um, and then you go into the epilogue, where uh, Elliwood becomes uh, the lord of his town, uh, Hector's brother had died, so he becomes the lord of his town. Uh -huh. um, and then, of course, more. Lynn, of course, Lynn had already was going to become the lordess or whatever, because her grandpa was old as dirt. Yeah, um, and then you get some more epilogue where it's like fifteen or something years later, 
and you see Roy and uh, Lelina and all that shit. Yep, so. this is where you find out that Roy and Martha are Elliewood and Hector's children, respectively. And not Martha. Not Martha. No. Roy uh, and you meet, uh, I guess it's, what's his name that's it's, important in the next one? It's Hector's daughter, Lelina. Lelina, okay. Which no, either either of those else. kids could be oh, fathered or mothered by Lynn too, but she's never kind of heard from ever again. Yep. Nope. Um, unfortunately, because I think she's a pretty cool character. Um, mm-hmm. So story wise, things that work and don't work for you. Uh, for me, just uh, in general, the story is fairly straightforward, uh, but I don't necessarily think there's a problem. Uh, it's it's also got its its moments. It kind of has that that whole because the story really doesn't take off until you're twenty plus hours, even more than that, depending how many maps you've restarted into the game. It doesn't really take off with any meaning until you visit that Dragon Isle, which I think is like chapter twenty eight, twenty six, somewhere in there. And uh, so it's fairly late in the game, if I'm not mistaken. That's including uh, Lynn's prologue, which is 12 chapters long, by the way, which is no real plot relevance other than how the characters know each other. Uh, So it's a slow burn, but overall, I enjoy it. I like like the dragon theme that shows up in a lot of uh, Fire Emblems, right? Like there are these, these... almighty powerful beings um that show up so typically the final boss though typically the final boss they're like demons in any other in a ton of other series right you think about like how many uh rpg series have these demons as these backbones to the plot and everything uh dragons are always that for fire emblem and i i think i like that as a sort of reoccurring thing so yeah could be worse what about you? What are some things that work for you, don't work for you, plot-wise here? Um, I'm kind of torn on the whole being left in the dark until, like you said, you're about halfway through the game about the plot. Because uh, up until then, it's kind of like run-of-the-mill, kind of... Yeah, young, 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 rich, white kids on adventure. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, we're, we're fighting bandits, writing wrongs. Uh, kind of investigating in a little mystery that you get little hints bits and pieces of and and... the thing is that's a trope that works for me a lot but you have to like that can't be 20 hours long is the thing like it's 20 hours long of that so um i mean other than that i like uh there's a lot of characters that you meet and they all they're all kind of one-dimensional um the most character development you get is through supports, mm-hmm. but you have to set your fucking characters on a map sometimes, like a hundred fucking, you just wait a hundred turns, having them stand next to each other sometimes just to get from C, or even to like, get their C support, and then like 200 turns next time to get B support, and it's like, fuck, man, I, wanna, I just want to play the game. I think if you clear the game on Hector hard mode, you unlock the ability to read all the supports just through the main menu. Not just the ones you've experienced? I th- yeah, I think you unlock them all if you clear Hector hard mode. Okay. I could I be wrong, but I, th- I, think, I, think you, I think it's one of the benefits of clearing it hard mode. Um, 
the same with I don't know I could be wrong but um, you can just read them online if you want to but no the the uh, what is that system called the support support system God I don't know why the word support just fucking left me it's all the crack I'm smoking um, yeah no. Um, yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, the, the support system is kind of, man, it's, it is a lot of the character development is in that support system. But I think the popularity of that support system as a method through to drive the, like, character growth is kind of why we ended up with Dating Sims fantasy, I mean, final, uh, Fire Emblem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like it's kind of like this harmless secondary system that kind of gives you this bonus of story in this game and playing it when I played it then I didn't really it didn't really you know it was okay okay that's cool I get little extra dialogue when they fight next to each other that's that's rad that's cool I don't need that's fine but now knowing what I know I'm like hmm this becomes something I don't like at all you know what I'm saying like you can see the the future of that Did you did you mute me? You gonna have any more audio? Oh boy. Oh boy. Sorry, my headset died. Okay, we back we back in back in black now. Yeah, I had, I plugged it in, but I forgot to turn on the fucking PS4, so it wasn't actually doing. But it should be alright now. Okay, all right, well, cool. All right, so um, yeah, no, that's that's that. Uh. Wait, did you have anything else that worked or didn't work for you story-wise here? Um, not really. I mean, they don't really do anything new, but it's not a bad plot. No, I mean, I think so. it's it's interesting enough in uh in the way they they can tell it. I think it suffers from the way they have to tell it, right? Because they have so mm-hmm. much of the game devoted to these other systems that your primary method of plot delivery are these little, like, puppet shows where they're just, like, bouncing up and down and blinking, talking about a thing with three or four people overlaid over each other, and I don't think that's particularly compelling to look at. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's where uh, it suffers because it, it can it can drag on. Some of those scenes are rather lengthy. Um, and God forbid you slip your hold on your GBA and hit the start button and skip the whole fucking thing and you're mm-hmm. like shit I just missed something now I gotta go start over again so what that I can say? so I can read another 10 minutes of text to get back to where I was so but at least you can skip it so it does help on those subsequent playthroughs you can just yes start your ass on through that speaking of skipping things we kind of glossed over it in the gameplay but you can actually set the op skip the battle animations oh, but the, why the, would the you why would you skip the battle animations because you want to focus on the strategy, I guess. You've seen the same attack animation a thousand fucking times. Yeah, and like, I can, I I already can know see, how this is going to go. I can see turning it off like in the later, like last quarter to third of the game. But they're so cool, man. Like, you can't. I don't know. I like them. It does, I, I like watching them because it adds a little bit of tension. Like, am oh, I yeah. going to miss? Am I going to miss? Cr- am I going to crit? Yeah, uh, no. It's even better when it loads up and you kind of you, you're starting to feel that tension where you don't know how battle's going to go, and then he flips the sword or tosses the spear around. And you're like, yeah, woo! 
when you kind of lose your shit for a little bit because you just crushed somebody. I do. The only time I fucking hate that is after I've had like 20 characters beat on a dude, and then the last guy, that guy has like one HP left, and they're like, I'm going to crit now. You couldn't have done that earlier. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's more visuals. But story, I guess it's time to rate it. What are you going to rate story for me? Mm, I'll give it a three. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a three as well. Uh, it's 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 run of the mill. It's not something that I'm not gonna come. I don't come back to Fire Emblem for the story. I, for like, I don't think there's a single Fire Emblem where I'm like, man, the story is what's got me coming back. Most of it's it's the combat. Now that's not to say I've played many where the plot is garbage and detracts from the game, but it's not it's not the main it's not the main focus. So, it works, and that's all they wanted, I guess. Yep. Uh, next musical break. What do you have? Uh, I don't know. I think it's Nerf game. All right. We're gonna listen to Nerf's um, I made you choose it. That's what you yeah, got. Yeah, it's right. called Everything Into the Dark. Apparently. All right. Let's see what you got. That's Nurgle's theme. Um, unfortunately, you know, when you talk about, like, capturing GBA soundtracks, like, sometimes you get a really shitty rip on those things. Um, so, next up we have visuals. So, we were talking about just now the awesome combat animations and how I think the sprite work on the combat animations is some of the best sprite work on the GBA, um, in my opinion. But the rest of it, it, I mean, so the character portraits can be okay. Um, some of the, you know, shoulder bust uh, puppet, you know, sprite puppets are okay or good. Like they're, you know, middle of the ground too. It's a really good. But then the rest of it, like, I'm not overly impressed with the you know the sort of the background tile work on each of the maps i don't think it does anything wrong i just think it's kind of eh, uh and some of that could you know just be the way that so i look at these maps and i'm like why is any town laid out the way this town is laid out it doesn't make any fucking sense um but i think in general the game is it looks good it's got elements that I don't think hold up, but um, overall, it's the especially the battle sprites amazing. What you got? Um, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. The uh, combat 
uh, animations are by and large the best thing in this game. Um, everything else is just serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, the tile work uh, is done well enough that there are distinct. Uh, I guess there's distinctions between different uh, terrain types, so you're never going to be confused uh, on whether you're stepping into like a grass or a marsh or if something's going to lower your uh, like hit rate or evade rate or whatever. I mean, it's showed in the corner if, if you are paying attention uh, before you move on to a spot. Um, so that's, I mean, it's not like that big of a deal. Uh, but being able to look at things and just visually note, hey, this spot will give me uh, plus five evade, or this spot will give me a, some defense and some evade, or whatever, uh, without actually having to reference uh, the stats is pretty cool. Um, other than that, the like the cutscene animations for the characters, fucking ace. They are the characters look really great, and then they just all they do is they take the same fucking little picture. And then just like take it and drop it down into the different parts of the game, whether it's the the character portrait uh, like on the stat screen or the little tiny box you see when you're selecting them on a field, and you can still have a there's a resemblance of the characters on it, but it looks fucking horrible. Like it's all pixelated and shit, and it's I always find myself being like, why can't it? they do something better with this i don't know i guess it's a limitation of the hardware but it will never not bother me that you go from something that looks uh high quality and in cutscenes, and you're given something that looks really fucking shitty uh in gameplay it's fair score it for me um three and a half all right and i'll give it a I give it a four. I think it deserves a four. Um, like it's it's better than average, but it's also there's just some things that just don't work. So, uh, music. I didn't bring up the composer. Do you have the composer up by chance? No, I have no idea who composed this, but I guess I'll find out. Yeah, if you could just quickly clank that uh, up for me. Yuka Yuka Sujiyoko. Okay. Anything else we know um, that person from? Um, evidently, every Fire Emblem game, uh, Paper Mario, um, and that's looks like the gist of it. Okay, she does a lot of work on Fire Emblem. I guess Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. Well, probably the uh, like probably Roy and Mars theme. I would assume so. Ah, there's also Saki Haruyama who worked alongside uh, Yuka Sujiyoko on this OST. Okay, evidently. Well, I I think they're doing a lot with the GBA sound chip in this one. Um, better than um, some other Game Boy Advance games we played. I think they have some pretty dynamite tracks. There are some ones that are yeah uh, less stellar than others, but overall. I think they do an incredible job with the GBA chip, and uh, if you can get some copies like drip, like ripped directly from the ROM, uh, where you can take out some of that that hardware static that the GBA puts into it, uh, there the the tracks really show um, how strong they are. So, uh, 
for me, I'll I'll give it a four. For yet, Nick, what you what um, you gotta say about it? I would say that I don't think the music in this game is bad, but I find myself hard pressed to find a lot of songs that I love. It's it's a good soundtrack for the game, and I will find myself humming the battle theme constantly. Um, well, that's where you spend ninety percent of your time. Like, yeah, anyway. like that's why. And you only the bad thing you only hear like maybe fifteen twenty seconds of it. And it's interlaced with the sound effects of uh, characters being hit by random shit uh, or spells being activated. Uh And um, like the the player turn song, you hear it the whole fucking game as well. And it's okay. It It gets to the point, though, sometimes where I just mute the shit because I'm tired of hearing it. Um... Yeah, I mean it's the soundtrack's good, but it's not it's not bad and but it's definitely not my favorite GBA soundtrack. Okay. It goes to my boy uh Motori Sakuraba with Golden Sun. Alright. Well hit me with hit me with a score then. Uh I'll do a three. Three, alright. Uh next musical break is called History. This is the little prologue intro vi- uh, vid you get about the war. Um with the dragons it's kind of this uh melancholy track which is few and far between in this um style so we're gonna go ahead and listen to history That is History Unveiled. Shut up. That's History Unveiled. Uh, That is uh, my second musical choice. Now, uh, that shit was putting me to sleep. I like it. Get over yourself. Overall experience. I say this uh, every time. Overall experience for me is an expectations versus reality thing. I haven't played this Fire Emblem in. It'd probably been a few years before we start the show, so it could be as many as six or seven years since I played this game, um, which feels like a long time, but we've also been doing this way longer than I thought we fucking have. That's for facts. And, um, you know, I knew I was going to love it. I knew there was going to be things that I wasn't looking forward to a lot of the, okay, I got a guy died, and then... You know, the whole, everything that you voice concerns about in gameplay, I kind of was prepared for, and I was like, ah, man, I'm not ready for that. And yet, 
I picked it up, I played the first couple maps, and I couldn't put it down. Like, I, I lost myself in it for weeks playing this game. Uh, and I think every time that I pick it up, I have fun with it. It's one of those games that I can't pick up and play more than a couple maps and not beat the fucking game. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a, like, ah, oh, I feel like playing Fire Emblem and then just play the first three maps, then I'm not feeling it and close it and not worry about it. No, if I start playing Fire Emblem, I'm gonna fucking play Fire Emblem. Like, that's gonna be a thing. Like, I'm in it. And, uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Well, it's not a perfect game. It's probably one of my favorite handheld, uh, exclusively handheld RBG titles. So, um, Head of five playing it this time, man. What about you? All right. Uh, well, I would say that Fire Emblem is probably in my top three Game Boy Advance games. Okay. It's not, not like there's much to choose from there, uh, but fine. it's definitely if, uh, if I mean, I feel like if you haven't played Fire Emblem and you have had a Game Boy Advance at some point in your life, then you fucked up. Yeah, what fucked the fuck were you, play, were you playing Metabots? What were you doing? Oh, man. Fuck. Fuck that game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw you down a down a tunnel with the metabots. Nah, I don't think I ever actually played it, but uh I mean there's some decent one like there's some decent Game Boy Advance games. I think like Boktai's okay. Uh we've done Golden Sun, Fire Emblem Moon Tactics Advance fucking sucks dick. But uh that's either here or there. Um No, it's there. We did it, so it's yeah over there. Fire Emblem. Uh it holds a very special place in my heart. I mean, like I said, it played a lot put a lot of time into this game mm-hmm. yeah, especially when it came out i think i played this game like i played it so much i brought it to school with me played it like before classes played it at lunch sometimes i didn't eat lunch because i just wanted to play the game uh played it after school on the bus ride home for fucking months at a time yeah. uh but all my free time was devoted to this game i had all three save files filled up filled up with a bunch of different characters that i had leveled up so I could play PvP with my siblings and my friends who also had the game at school. Uh, it just has it has so much to offer and playing it nowadays, it might be kind of a struggle to get into if you're expecting I guess more than what it has, because it is a bit dated uh, in terms of mechanics. Like If you've played any of the more modern Fire Emblem games, uh, going back to that probably a bit jarring. Uh, only because you're lacking the mechanics, but uh, I think on a fundamental level, this is the best Fire Emblem game that we've ever gotten in America. That's fair. So, uh, I can, I, along with the taking it to school to play, I specifically remember trying to hide my Game Boy SP in my backpack while having it hooked up to the little laptop charging station in the middle of the TV to charge the battery because it was dead. Like just trying to make sure it was like tucked in, and you couldn't tell I was charging like a like a Game Boy at the table. So. Nice. Um. Yeah. So I'll, I mean, I'll give it a five for overall. Yeah. I mean, I had a ton of fun. I was worried that you wouldn't, you weren't having fun this time, Nick. In Discord, you were making me nervous that you weren't. Uh, Why you weren't, is that? I don't know. You were just, you were just mad. I think you had a bad day with it. I think you did early on. You're just like. Like oh oh just lost an hour just I'm fucking done yeah, today. It was it was one of those things. Uh, I remember distinctly. I had gotten to the end of it was like probably like chapter thirteen or fourteen with Hector going to fight some dude, and this fucking random bandit came off a mountain and crit me. I'm like this 
fucking bullshit, baloney ass, fucking horseshit. I was like, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Yeah, but man, I'm with you. Stuff like that sucks. But on the other end, it's got high highs and low lows, right? Because when so it's really low, it's really low. But at the same time, when you guy just like obliterates like a boss, like you you walk, you just send some. You know, you send Matthew up to to get a couple hits on a boss for experience, and he just does the thing, and he flashes and just spins around and hooks that fucking dagger in him like a goddamn badass, and just obliterates him to last year. Like you can't help but just feel amazing. Like you just like you just got fucked, dude. Get over yeah. yourself. Like I mean, well, the shit that gets my dick hard is watching like like one of my fucking weak ass characters who I'm sure is about to die, like. Dodge like a fucking ninety percent chance, oh, yeah. uh, chance thing, and then turn around and crit some motherfucker. Oh yeah, and blow just blow their asses out their fucking mouths, and it's like yes. You just sit there. You yes. got this little tiny game when you're just like get wrecked, get wrecked. <laughs> like exactly. it's just it's it's fucking exciting, man. Like yeah. and it it it's something to be said about that. Like because there's I think I think it's because the balance is there because we played games that are punishing like that before on the RNG where shit just. Just, just will kill you out of nowhere, and yeah. it didn't feel as good when you got through it. But Fire Emblem, when you get through it or when you turn it around, it it feels good. And I think that's just because there's this balance there. So, yeah, um, it definitely you definitely remember all the times you get fucked, but there are equal times where your characters pull some clutch ass pull shit. Yeah, and it's like you can't hate the hate the game for having mechanics that work, even if they are punishing. Mm-hmm. They are. You have. You can inflict equal, uh, like demise on your enemies as they can inflict it on you. That's like uh, moving right into replayability. This time with Florina being a badass, like I was just like, "You go, girl!" Like the whole fucking like first half of the game, because she just wouldn't stop. She was just like, "There's no way I'm just gonna send her just alone around the backside of this. She's just gonna die, right?" Because nope, she's just wrecking face dodge hit hit dodge hit hit like god damn girl like get some and it felt good like i was like i guess i'm i'm pegasus rocking it this fucking playthrough man like so and that's and that's um why i think the game does fairly well replayability wise because you do end up with different unit comps just out of necessity just out of uh level ups didn't go your way or um stuff like that now you don't have a lot of decisions to be made in your plot path you do have a few side quests but you're always going to do side quests because there's only a limited number of experience so I don't know why you wouldn't do side quests ever unless you weren't good enough to save all the people but just rescue one of them what are you doing like yeah so um, replayability for me ooh I guess I'd give it like a three and a half because the, like, I think the the mechanics force you to make some different choices, but it's not you're not actively making those choices. If you understand what I'm saying, you follow me. Uh, kind of. I mean, you can still use those characters if you want. Yeah. You're just gonna be. You're gonna be at a disadvantage. Yeah. When you're playing Fire Emblem, you don't want to be at a disadvantage. See, I am. I'm actually gonna. I'm giving it a five, which uh, never happens. Right, I'll, I'm gonna stick with. A, I'm gonna stick with a four. I'm gonna stick with a four. My my rationale for this is, you will you can play this game ten different times, and each time will be 
a different experience. That's true. It may not be, in certain cases, like an exactly different experience, but from one play to the next, you're going to be moving characters in different uh, locations. Based on their stat-ups, you may be using different characters or the same character you used last time. You might have to do a different arrangement with them. Hell, you get to the end of a chapter, you fucking die, or you lose a character, and you start the chapter over again. That time you play the chapter, you're doing at least one thing differently from the get-go, and that's going to change how you've played the whole chapter itself. Uh, so it's almost, I would say it's almost impossible for any, any person, let alone two people, to play the same, this game the same way. That's fair. Four and five, respectively. Replayability. So, let's see what we got next. Oh, you got another musical break. What do you got and why? The arena battle, because I spent a lot of time and uh, wasted a lot of time in my youth uh, in the arena, where uh, I'd get four characters to level 20, and then the fifth character would be summarily ass-raped. It'd be like, Matthew, level 10, and then your opponent's like a level 9... Uh, mercenary or some shit. I'm like, oh, he'll be alright. And then, oh, crit. Oh, there goes fucking uh, five hours of my life. Gone. Bye-bye. And you know something I discovered saves coming the, uh, the um, arena that is so, it's tied into that stupid fucking RPG counter, the RNG counter, not RPG counter, the RNG counter, and but it's tied to not the statistics on the thing that you're choosing, but it predetermines whether you win or not. Like, really? it knows before you load in whether you win or not. Okay. So, like, you can go into a thing, and so let's say I save outside, and I go in and it says, because um, you can skip a turn to make it change what the selection is. Yeah. So, I don't know, I can't count the number of times in high school where I'm doing this uh, on an emulator, and it's you go in, it says something ridiculous, and you're like, yeah, I'm not fighting that. So you come back out, and you wait the turn. And you go back in the next turn, it's something different. Um, you lose. Okay, so you reload, wait for the first ridiculous thing, fight the second thing again, lose again. Okay, all right. Come back out, wait, wait through the second thing again, go to the third thing, fucking lose. So I would have to come in with another character. If I came in with another character, they would win. There's okay. something weird in there where it would determine like what characters can win on which fucking turn. I swear to God. All right, I'll take your word for it. I, I don't know, know what's up, but I would go to almost twenty, twenty, twenty times in a row to be like, all right, there's got to be something jacked. But it's like no, that guarantee, especially if I had uh, like got like five levels in a row, like they guarantee the character was guaranteed to run into a fucking lose cycle. It was, okay. it was, it was bad. Um, but, uh, let's see. Arena battle. Arena battle. Yep. Oh, yeah, that. Maybe this one's song yet. Yep. Short and to the point. I like that one. All right. So now we got Discord questions. Uh, Anderson asks, who is your strongest character? 
Uh, you want me to go first, or you... Yeah, who was your strongest character? It's always Hector. Yeah, I mean, not counting lords, um, by the end of it, it would have to have been probably Matthew, um, as a... What was that, an assassin? Um, he just was wrecking face towards the end. And my girl, Florina, she was holding strong, man. Like, she was a I did, uh... substitute for a knight for me. I had uh, Heath was pretty close. He usually gets pretty good uh, stat ups, but I did something I haven't done before, and that was give Neo the Aethos drops because she has good stat uh, percentages already, mm-hmm. and that kind of boosts her some more. And she was she maxed out most of her stats, and I was like, nice. "Holy fuck!" So she was, but the problem with that is like you have to baby her ass so hard. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, d- I don't ever fuck it. I never do it because I'm like she's level five fucking mage at the end of the game. No, but it uh actually turned out surprisingly well. I was pleased. I probably won't ever do it again because it was a, felt like a waste of time to get a OP character. But it was fun. It was fun for the playthrough. Give you something yeah. different to do. All right. Um. Let's see. Uh, Ctan. Was there any character you wanted to keep but sucked too bad? Yes. Raven. Mm. I always like him, but he got some shitty start ups this time. Yeah, uh, for me, it was. Uh, I can never remember his name. It's Kent. Oh my god, I can't. I don't know why I can't. Kent, for me, every playthrough has always been like a reliable, like good stat up through most of the game. He's going to be. He's going to have high health, high defense, and a reasonable attack. I could always put him up front, right? Like, I could always count on it. In this game, he just would not fucking gain stats to save my goddamn life. So it just felt wrong when I eventually just stopped putting Kent in my party. Because okay. he's, he's such a staple through the early game um, in every other playthrough I've had except for this one. So Okay. And I can't stand Sane, so I wasn't even trying with him. I don't, I don't like uh, you don't like the Green Knight, man? Come on. Uh, fuck him. You ever I, use Lowen? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Um... But I mean, Kent's always—I mean, he's—he always gets the stat ups. Like it always seemed like he was just so okay reliable a unit for me. So it is what it is. Um, Skithix asks, "Are you looking forward to playing any other Fire Emblem games soon, and which ones?" Not I mean, really. I look forward to seeing what they're doing on the Switch for sure. Um, but I kind of want to play some of the old ones, some fan translations of the old ones, because they're supposedly rough, man, like, like brutal. And I'd like to okay. give them a go. So, um... Is that, it like Thrasia 776 or whatever the fuck it is? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I might try some of them before too long, just in my, uh, my free time. Uh... Right. Kempi, top three favorite units. Uh, Hector, Hector, and Hector. Uh, Hector um, <laughs> Lynn is actually super powerful uh, you know if, sometimes as long as she gets some strength otherwise you're like uh... oh man but her crit ratio is so stupid high um, but I you know yeah but like a crit of three damage isn't so fucking good though fair enough but uh, I didn't actually use the lords a lot this time I tried not to to lean on that crutch if I could help it um, but uh, just in general, mm, I always like uh, the first uh, 
axe guy you get? What's his name? The guy that you protect his wife? Uh, it starts with a D. Is it Darius? No. Darn, Dorn? Oh, it's like, it sounds dumb. It is like, dumb. Uh, it's not a good name. But I always like him, like, because uh, it's my character. Dorcas. Dorcas, yeah. <laughs> I always called him Dorky Ass. Uh, I always enjoy that character just in general. Um, because uh, for because he's like one of the first uh, really strong axe wielders you get, and he is the first one. And so you get the, the guy that comes with him that kind of sucks. Um, so uh, he ends up getting Art. a lot of. Yeah, he ends up getting a lot of level ups for me so he's he's one of my first units to max out typically and get promoted um so and that just that's just due to like there's no one else that fills that spot that early that you could you could really um swap him out with if you if you're keeping an axe carrier in your in your party sure Uh, there's other than other than hector other than hector because again i wasn't trying to i don't i try not to use them too much so uh for a serious answer for me like it's i have a hard time choosing top three favorites because the more i think about it i'm like like hector i like guy like dart hawkeye is fucking cool Mm -hmm. jafar is great yeah Uh, matthew if he gets good stats oh matthew fucking awesome yeah raven he can be pretty good too i like uh lucius Mm -hmm. uh even though he's kind of fucking weird like he's got like the whole being able to use stage thing and then Reckon at reckon face with his light magic. I think he's the only one to get for a long time, unless you mm-hmm. uh, promote Sarah and Priscilla. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of cool characters. Like I don't, I don't get uh, fucking Carol very often, but I think he's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not. I can't really pick a top three, but there's a, there's a lot of cool characters in this game. Yeah, well, and if we're talking about what if we say favorite units? Instead of uh, like, like a specific uh, character, like their classes. Like classes? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, I really like Swordmasters, mm-hmm. um, Assassins, yep. and uh, Wyvern Knights. Wyvern Knights are awesome. I'm with you on uh, Assassins. Um, the Swordmasters are good. I end up not using... I, don't, I always end up with like one. I don't really use that many. Um, but they are powerful and they're that... that guaranteed multiple attack kind of kind of thing but i always have this just attraction to like the the heavy armor classes because of their animations like generals and knights they just look like they are fucking shit up like that trident spear attack from a general is just terrifying like oh my god the screen shake you get whenever they take a step is fucking nice nice yeah, detail too because like i mean they're they're animated in a way that gives them a weight that is just impressive you know um so uh generals knights um then probably assassins i'm a big fan of assassins uh because they they just they they're the ones that get to do that that awesome dodge followed with a crit oh so often they're mm-hmm. like like oh you thought you were gonna walk in and and kill the little dagger wielding lightweight guy no no get fucked <laughs> like that's what that's gonna be like too slow so sad is how that you don't see it very often but the one hit KO move oh is yeah sweet uh, yeah no one hundred percent so uh, those are it um, Anderson asked most bangable character uh, probably Lynn yeah probably Lynn in this one 
Um, so that was easy. Uh, let's skip the joke questions. Skith, skith, no, I'm coming back to them. They're the last questions. Skith <laughs> asked on a scale from 1 to 10 how easy was this game to masturbate to. And yeah. Using the tears and blood um, from the anal rippage this game gives me, uh, let's uh, give it a 6. All right. Uh, uh, I guess I'll give this 8. Like, we're not really good at answering that question anymore. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, Blaine asks, I would attempt a question, but I've played very little Fire Emblem. I could attempt to something regarding a certain white rapper. However, I believe we are post the time of the jokes of that nature, so I'll leave you Malone. Congratulations on yet another Post Malone joke in an episode. Ooh. Much obliged, Blaine. Thanks a bunch, buddy. Friend. Okay, so, um... That's our Fire Emblem review. This is the like this is the game I feel like uh, I can't believe it took us this long to review because I it's so something that we ho- both hold in such high regard. Like I can't believe it's taken us as long to talk about Fire Emblem. I feel like I regret re- doing a review on Awakening when we could have done this instead. One hundred percent, but I think we were hyped. Or for Fates it to come out. was it Fates? Fates? It was Fates. Um, I, it's, I think it's because we were hyped for it to come out, and yeah, you know, hindsight's fifty fifty, but whatever. Looking trash, don't play it. But it's it has such a rabid fan base, like the people out there that still love Awakening just blows my mind. Or Fates. Well, I think the issue stems from like there was a niche group of people that liked difficult strategy games. Mm-hmm. And then, the the appeal of this the waifu dating sim is much higher. Yeah. No, I get it, I get it. It just it it's just one of those things that that blows my minds. Like uh, just like uh, okay, all right. I'm not I'm not saying you're a terrible person, but I am saying that you're a little weird and terrible. No, you're not terrible. I just know I just know that some of these 40 year old men out there that are into Fire Emblem Fates are just jerking it to some of the like waifu bullshit in that game so it could be worse they could be furries don't go there I mean I guess if they play uh, Path of Radiance you can just it's, uh, it has appeals There's a lot to of waifu trend. lovers and uh, furry lovers I actually like Path of Radiance. Okay, let's be let's be fair. I I'm with you on Fire Emblem's better is a portable title. I am, but I don't think Path of Radiance is bad. I don't think it's bad either. It's it's just I don't know. I guess I got uh, spoiled with uh, seven and eight, and then going to Path of Radiance and having to sit on my ass, look at a TV with a big fucking yeah. clunky controller in my hand. Like I it's... think I got halfway through it, and I was like, man. I can see it. Um, so I uh, we can go ahead and wrap this up. Our next review is for Kingdom Hearts. I guess I'll do the Meet Kingdom Hearts episode on that one too. Um, sure. So uh, unless you want to do it, you want to do it? Nah, I'll do it. That's fine. Um, I don't want to butcher anything else, so I'll leave oh it to God. you. Did you listen to the Fire Emblem one though? No. Of course you didn't. I don't listen to shit. You don't give a you don't give a damn about the show we do. You piece of garbage. I don't give a damn about anything. That's fair. Mainly. That's fair. Um, Kingdom Hearts, their next review. That uh, how long do you need to beat Kingdom Hearts? Because like I said, I'm basically done. 
At this rate, I mean, we could probably do it next show. Skip the off topic. You really want to do it in two weeks? No, because because Marcus is going to join us for that one. I think I need to give him more than two weeks. So you, wow. so a, a month is good, more than enough time. Oh man, I think I'm like I just locked up uh, Traverse Town, so I think I've got to lock up uh, the Coliseum, and there's like four more places to go. You that don't you lock up, up the Coliseum until end game, and you don't have to lock the Coliseum. Yeah, you don't have to lock the Coliseum, and you don't have to lock Hundred Acre Woods. They're both optional. Well, it just meant like I've. I'm assuming, like, maybe I'm a quarter through, so... Yeah, that seems about right, because, um... Yeah, no, Hollow Bastion takes a long time. Yeah. When you finally get to that, because you got to come back twice, it's this whole thing, and you got to do the part where you don't have a keyblade, and then Atlantica takes forever, because mm-hmm. it sucks so bad. Oh, it's the worst level in the entire game. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. You got to throw in Little Mermaid, man. Mm. But it's like, all right, so you go to Neverland, right? And we'll repeat this on the fucking review. I have it written down in big, bold letters in my fucking notes. Like, you go to Neverland, and you fly, and how do how are those controls better than the one I'm swimming? Okay. Can't explain it. Because swimming what? sucks in every game. It's the same thing. It's the, it's the same, it's the three-dimensional... Okay, it's fine. Like, you get like currents blowing against you and all the kind of shit, don't you? Not all the time. I'm just talking about navigating, uh-huh. having to use the up down bullshit. Um, because if you lock on a target, you'll go towards it, just directly towards it. In but it's kind of clunky and weird. But when you do it when you're flying, it works perfectly. You'll just coast on to them. Fly to them. Okay. I don't get it. Um. So. I guess we can wrap it up. I think everybody that showed up live to listen to us talk about Fire Emblem. So uh, be sure to, if you didn't catch it all, download the podcast or listen to the, watch the video later or whatever. But you can uh, visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. You can send us an email podcast at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. We are the RPG Show on Facebook as well. Um, be sure to leave a rating review, follow, subscribe, all the things. But most importantly right now is the rating and review on iTunes, even if that's not how you listen to the show. That's our primary sort of eyes and ears, and each one counts over there. It really um, boosts our um, search engine results on that over there. So uh, be sure to do that. Oh, boy. Oh, join our Discord channel. Like, that's where all the cool cool kids uh, happen. Uh, in response to Anderson asking if we have any new reviews, I haven't seen any show up yet. I've seen the the uh, the tally go up, but I haven't seen a new review pop up. And sometimes it takes a while for the review to actually populate. So we'll see if a new one pops up or if they just left a re, um, a rating instead of a review. If you do join the Discord, please stay more than two days. I I mean. Th- People are getting it, but uh, the, you go over the Discord. Don't let C10 scare you out. Don't let us, uh, you know, gambling on how long you'll stick around scare you away. Uh, you know, that's... <laughs> uh, I'm getting pretty good at it. You're getting pretty good at it, that's for sure. But, no, that's um, that's where all the cool stuff happens. I mean, there is people talking literally every day, most of the day. I mean, if you say something, chances are C10's going to respond within an hour. I don't know when the dude sleeps. I don't think he does. Um, but hey, what you gonna do, man? We we love him being around. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that's all the things. Um, there's nothing really else I got. I'll listen to our buddies Blaine and James over at the Is It Worth It podcast, part of the Retro RPG Show feed. Um, he keeps some of these Post Malone shows and then uh, jokes, and he's just going to have to get gone. Yeah. Um, well, greetings, uh, DJ. Sorry to come in at the end there. But um, I guess until next time. Well, goodbye. I guess uh, real quick, are you playing anything uh, other than Kingdom Hearts? No, not really, not right now. Um, I've kind of locked in the. I'd love to buy the uh, new Spider-Man game, but if I'm buying Dragon Quest Eleven, I, I don't have 120 dollars to spend on brand new games. Like, you know, what I'm, I'm saying? pretty sure that Spider-Man will be like 20 bucks. Yeah, because it's not a very long one. game, and I don't, it'll go down in price pretty soon. Um, but it's just I mean, uh, you'll probably be able to pick them both up Black Friday cheap. No, I mean that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, outside of that, I haven't really played. I'm trying to think if I've been playing anything, and I don't think so, no. I've been I've spent a lot of time having to um, transfer all of our tabletop stuff onto playing on Roll20 for a little while, because we're going to go online only for um, D&D for the next couple months until we get through Christmas, because that's when schedules get crazy, and then you end up not playing for three months, because nobody can be at my house you know, at the same time. So Okay. Uh, easier to do that online so it's been a lot of my time is getting all that stuff transferred over and explaining to these people how to do that because you know i don't have the best i don't have the most tech savvy players so um, i think i I just got punked by dj down south (laughs) yeah because you just got the ashton kutcher thing that's i'm glad that's staying alive um if it's not john wick it's ashton kutcher and whoever the fuck else at least he didn't say post Malone and Ashton Kutcher. Then that would have been bad. Ah, probably would have raged. Probably would have left. But again, I guess I guess we can wrap it up. Uh, it's been a good one. I've had fun with this one. We're gonna have fun with the next one too. Until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Deuces.